On episode 101 of our show, we talk with Cubs prospect Matt Mervis about his approach to the game, the World Baseball Classic, the Arizona Fall League, Major League Rule Changes in 2023, and much more. Enjoy our interview with the slugger Matt Mervis next on Beat the Shift. Welcome to another episode of the Beat the Ship podcast, presented by Fangraphs. I am your host, Ariel Cohen, and with me, as always, is Ruven Guy. How are you, Ruven? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pitchers and catchers are, hey, coming up just a couple of short weeks. Can't wait. How about you? Are you excited for baseball to be back? The winter's been long. Yes, well, the winter hasn't been too bad here in the Northeast, so it's not too bad. But pitchers and catchers do report in about a month or so. All the spring training report dates actually came out today, so that's good to hear. And can't wait to see those buses leave their stadiums in a couple of weeks, driving down to Florida and driving out to Arizona. I love it. This is episode 101. We had our 100th episode right before. Um, And we uh, have a special guest to begin our second 100th episode uh, this player from Major League, uh, soon to be in Major League Baseball, I should say, uh, grew up in Maryland. He signed as an undrafted free agent with the Cubs back a couple years ago. Uh, played for Duke in college. He, he actually used to pitch some, although uh, he's a position player, good hitter right now, rapidly climbed up the ladder in the minors. He played at three different levels last year, hitting a combined 36 homers between the three levels. And some fan graph projections for 2023, have him hitting low 20s homers, 60 to 70 RBIs, and a WRC plus of 122, nearly a two-war player. Welcome to the show, Matt Mervis. How are you, Matt? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the show. And, you know, we were talking right off air before we uh, we, we just uh, watched you uh, in uh, late no- in, uh, sorry, in early November at the Arizona Fall League. You were playing for the Mesa Solar Sox. You were had the regular season home run title, which you shared with fellow teammate, I believe. Uh, you also were the Fall Stars game MVP. Uh, we were there for that weekend, which was so much fun. Can you tell us about your experience at the Arizona Fall League, what you enjoyed there, and what you learned the most from it? Yeah, the Fall League was a ton of fun. Um, I think the the thing I enjoyed the most was playing with teammates from other organizations. Um, you kind of learn philosophies that other teams teach and um, see how other guys approach their work. So, um you know, obviously, I love all my Cubs teammates and, and had a great time this season at all three levels. But it was really interesting to see a combination of different organizations come together. And obviously, we, we wanted to win the whole thing. We came up a little, a little bit short. But, um, you yeah, it was just fun. It was kind of more relaxed than the regular season, obviously, because everyone had just been through a really long year. And, yeah, it was just a, a bunch of good good people, good players coming together to just play an extra six weeks. Um, And what I learned the most is probably just getting more at-bats. I think, obviously, you mentioned earlier, I I pitched a little bit in college. I didn't hit a lot my first two years. So um, still trying to to make up ground from that and just gain as much experience as I can. And who would you say has been the biggest influence on your career thus far? Uh, My hitting coach at home, Keith Gordon. Uh, I've been I've been working with him for I don't know probably 
10, 12 years now. Um, you know, I go and hit with him just about every day when I'm home and he knows my swing really well and knows my thoughts and, and how I want to feel when I hit. So, um, you know, I'll obviously work with him in the off season, but also just during the regular season, I can send him video or, or just shoot him a text about something I feel and, and he knows what to say. And we also heard that you also are somewhat of analytical, have an analytical mind, and that you used a spreadsheet in some way to determine that you wanted to sign with the Cubs. Is there any truth to that? And what's the story behind it? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't too analytical. I just kind of did a little bit of research about, um, you know, the the teams that were reaching out. I looked into their their depth at first base in the minor leagues, their depth at left-handed power hitters, um, and pretty much just base it off of those two factors. Um, there, there were no number crunching analysis going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but the, 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 I like the way your mind works that you're really looking where, where uh, you get ahead the quickest and, uh, and certainly hope that you do. And before we continue with the show, it is time for the injury gurus trivia of the week. Now, every week on the podcast here, I do give a trivia question. I try to base it around our guest, and I'm the, Matt, I'm going to base this around you. You were originally drafted by the Washington Nationals in the 39th round of the 2016 Amateur June Draft. You were the 1,174th pick. There were two players in that draft who were drafted around you, one nine picks before you and one 23 picks after you, who are in the majors now. Neither of them signed at the time, and then they were redrafted three years later in the first round. Do you know who they are? No idea. Uh, maybe if you gave me a, a college, I might have a guess, but I, I have no clue. Oh, now you're putting me on the spot, so I don't know what college they went to. But <laughs> one, of, well, one of them did play in the Arizona Fall League the year before, and he's currently on the Marlins, and one of them is on the Orioles. Maybe that'll help. Um. My, one of them's Adley Rutschman, is my guess. That's correct. Marlins. That's one. He, he was actually picked 23 picks after you that year. Marlins? Um, I don't know who that would be. That would be J.J. Blade. Oh, right. J.J. Blade oh, was actually yeah. taken nine picks before you. So you've come a long way. Um, and, you know, we met, I already mentioned about you're somewhat analytic. How do you use the analytics to help your game? Um, I actually, I tried not to use them this year. Um, I, I was really into the data my first year in 2021. Um, and kind of, I, I watched a lot of video on my swing. I wanted to, to know the numbers and, and that sort of stuff. And, and honestly, I got in my own way. Um, you know, I, it made me really mechanical and I was always kind of tinkering with my swing. So this year I, I tried to avoid all of that. Um, you know, when I was feeling good, I, I didn't even think about it. And if I wanted to make a little change in something pregame, then I would just do that um, kind of on my own, just try to feel it out and, and not dive too deep into the numbers of the video. So uh, I asked a similar question to uh, Vinny Pasquantino that we just had on the show the past episode. And talking about you know preparing for a game and I'll give you three things that you could be preparing. One is focusing on harnessing your strengths. Second is improving on some of your weak spots, some of your faults that need some improvement. And three is 
exploiting your opponent's weaknesses. Which do you think of those is most important to prepare for? Um, it kind of depends on how I feel. I think if if I really don't feel great pregame, then I'll try to I'll go with the first option and, and try to work on my weaknesses and um you know try to find a way to feel good going into the game. But if I I do feel good, then it's one of the last two where I'm either focusing on what I'm good at or you know, if I read a scouting report and, and see something that the pitcher, maybe he has a tendency or um, there's a certain pitch profile that I like, then then I'll focus on that. Um, but yeah, it just all depends on pretty much my pregame work, how I feel. That's so interesting to hear that it's almost like a day-to-day basis that, you know, you might have a different intuition as, as to how you're going to do or what you need to, to accomplish for, for that day. Is Do you see it as, as a day-to-day uh, assignment, a day-to-day uh, uh, working with everything? Is that how, how, how you see uh, your, your, uh, your preparation and, and the way you play the game? Yeah, definitely. I think there's, there's always things that can be – I don't know how to how to phrase it properly. Maybe just hammer it down every day. Um, I don't wake up every day or any day expecting to feel good and just be able to cruise right into a game and have success. Um, it's always a work in progress, and there are some things that come more naturally naturally to me than others. But um, yeah, there's always something that that I need to be doing pregame to make sure I'm, I'm ready to go. And we actually heard recently that you may be that you're on the preliminary roster for the Team Israel for the World Baseball Classic and may to participate. Is this true? That is true. Wow. Okay. Because Israel was one of the teams in the past. They did pretty well in the Olympics. They did pretty well in the World Baseball Classic in the past. How excited are you to play for Ian Kinsler as a manager? And other managers, leaguers are going to be on there like Harrison Bader and Jack Peterson. I, I mean, how does this compare to other leagues you've been in? I think it, it's going to be the best I've ever played. Obviously, I mean it's. I think the Israel's pool is the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and, and Nicaragua, who all have full major league rosters and, and really really talented players. Um, so I'm I'm really excited for that opportunity, especially to play in Miami, where um, obviously there's a large Latin population. So I'm expecting a great crowds, great environment. Um, in, in great competition. So it'll be a ton of fun. And, and I know the coaching staff specifically Ian Kinsler and um, some other guys on the staff are people that I watched play while, when I was growing up. So um, it'll be an honor to, to work with them and learn from them. And, and you mentioned a few of my teammates that hopefully I'll be playing with um, just try to gain some knowledge from their experience and, and see how they work. Yeah. How did that come about? Uh, uh, did Team Israel approach you? By the way, Ruben and I are Jewish. I don't know if you could tell by the name Cohen. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, you, you're also going to have a lot of fans there. There's a lot of Jewish people down in Miami. It's almost, I'm not going to say it's a home venue, but uh, you, you'll definitely have some uh, people in the crowd cheering for you. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully we can compete with the Latin crowd. Uh, they're I know they're they're obviously very passionate about baseball and and the winter leagues are wrapping up pretty soon. So they'll be excited for um, some more national play. And it kind of came about um, there there was it was almost like a series of events where um, 
actually Alex Cohen is the name of our broadcaster in Iowa. So he, uh, he kind of got the ball rolling. He texted his friend, Jonah Rosenthal, who's a scout with the Dodgers. Um, and Jonah has, I guess he's involved with team Israel. So I guess he may have reached out to somebody. I'm not exactly sure what happened in between these steps, but eventually, um, Peter Kurz, the GM reached out to me on, I believe it was Instagram maybe. And just said, you know, we, we hear you're interested in playing. Can you send us your documents? Um, and we'll get back to you with roster decisions and stuff like that. So, um, it's been a little bit spaced out, just making sure we're, we're covering everything, but eventually they, they sent me a text saying, um, you know, what's, what Jersey do you want to wear? So that was really exciting. Just hearing that, that I'll have a chance to play and, um, you know, represent my family and, and where we come from. How do you think playing in the world baseball classic is going to affect how you prepare for the major league season? Just going back to the competition, I think it's going to be great for me. It'll, it'll be the best pitching ever faced. It'll be, um, a great environment and learning from people that have done it for years and years in the major league. So, um, it, it was kind of a tough decision to decide about leaving spring training, um, and missing, I don't know, two weeks, however long it'll be. But I think when I, I looked at it based off those, those things like the competition, the coaching staff, um, and eventually it just became a no brainer. Like I'm going to learn from people who have had long major league careers playing against guys that are having long major, major league careers. Um, and just the environment getting me used to a major league crowd. So just those three things really made it easy for me. Yeah. And hopefully you take the full, uh, two or two and a half weeks to do it. And Israel goes all the way to the championship, but uh, definitely rooting for, for you and team Israel, uh, this year. Um, you know, you are a left-hand batter, and uh, there are going to be changes in the major league rules uh, in terms of the banning the shift. So hopefully as you as you get up to the major league level, you'll be dealing with less of a shift in that's supposed to help left-handed hitters. Um, how do you think that's going to affect the overall game, the, the, the instituting of that rule? And will you approach uh, at-bats any different than you would have? I think it'll definitely create more offense. Um, there was no shift allowed in high A or double A to start the year. Um, and obviously I'm, I'm a left-handed hitter. I'm a pull hitter. So a lot of those ground balls sneak through because they can only put two guys on that side of the infield. So I think we'll see that on a, on a much larger scale next year in the major leagues. Um, and how it'll affect the game. I think positioning is going to become, become a lot more important specifically with the second baseman. Um, you know, with the shift, you can get away with a little bit worse positioning because you can play so deep, but, um, you know, positioning a guy right and, and maybe moving the first baseman off the line a little bit if you need to. I'm not sure what the strategy will be, but I think it's definitely going to create <clears throat> more base runners and more runs. You know, and, and you were a pitcher back in college, as you mentioned. They are changing the pitch clock rule. That pitchers will only get a certain amount of time. Now, you've seen a lot of this in the minors in the Arizona Fall League as well. Um, how do you think that's going to affect maybe some of the older veterans uh, who aren't used to a pitch clock in baseball? Yeah, I can't really say. Um, for me specifically, it was 
an adjustment when they first introduced it. But I think when everyone got acclimated to the change and how quick it really was, then the game started to slow down again and, and people got more comfortable. And what do you think are your expectations coming into the season? What do you expect, let's say, by the All-Star break? What do you expect by the end of the season? Where do you expect to be then? I expect to be in the major leagues. Um, if everything goes how I envision it, um, I'm, I'm in Chicago for a lot, if not the whole year. And, um, you know, numbers-wise, I don't really have expectations. I don't set those goals or, or put extra pressure on, my, on myself just kind of wake up every day and try to get better and try to try to win so um you played in the arizona fall league uh who do you think is an undervalued player that you came across this season and maybe can you also give an undervalued player that you think is in your own chicago cubs organization um that's a good question for the fall league um we had a couple younger hitters specifically um that were really talented guys that missed time during the season and and came into the fall league ready to play and, and ready to hit um i like the yankees guys i like uh, pretty much everybody i mean the a's sent a good group of hitters the marlins sent a good group of hitters dominguez is obviously really good he's had press his whole life um but the the other hitters they sent tyler hardman and um TJ Rumfield, so you know they could really hit. And who else? The A's, oh the Rays. The Rays sent a really good group too. Mason Hour was a really good hitter. Blake Hunt's a great catcher. Ronnie Simon's a great shortstop. So um, pretty much everyone I played with was really talented. I mean that's what the league is for. And on the Cubs side, there's so many. I mean obviously the system's so good now that a ton of guys are are getting pressed, but. Um, you know, Darius Hill is a guy that never gets talked about enough. Jake Slaughter had a fantastic season. Um, I know there are some guys at, at lower levels that I missed this year just because we, we happen to be promoted at the same time, but there, there's so much talent in the organization. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely best of luck to, to the whole group going into 2023. Uh, so, uh, in you know, in the last uh, couple weeks before uh, spring training and the World Baseball Classic starts, and any plans for uh, any plans for you? Uh, what do you got going on? Yeah, I'm headed to Chicago tomorrow, actually, to go to uh, the Cubs convention, first Cubs con for me, and then I know everyone's tweeting about it and, and really excited to get there and get started. Um, I'm heading down to Duke the last weekend in January to. We have the, the first pitch banquet every year, and I was honored to be selected as the keynote speaker for that. So I have to start preparing a speech, and uh, I've, I've never spoken in front of that many people before. So um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But other than that, I think actually right after that weekend, I'll be heading out to Arizona to get ready for the season and, and get game ready for March. And do you model your game after anybody in particular, or are you just trying to do everything new for yourself? Um, not anyone specifically, but I I loved watching left-handed power hitters growing up. Um, you know, the names that come to mind are Ryan Howard, David Ortiz, Prince Fielder, guys like that. Um, I don't I don't really try to swing like any of them per se, but um, yeah, I, I loved watching all of them. Definitely a good bunch of players. And uh, 
you know, you are talking in front of a couple thousand people here. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Practice for uh, for uh, for uh, your audience uh, later this month, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this is good practice. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Matt Mervis, for coming on the show. Um, and uh, we wish you a fantastic season. All the best to you. Go Israel. Go Cubs. And uh, enjoy. And thanks again for coming on. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. That's it for the Beat the Shift podcast. Uh, we'll have plenty of episodes, some fantasy ones coming on. But uh, we're so thankful to have Matt Mervis on the show. Uh, Ruvain, why don't you just uh, tell the audience uh, what's up with you? You can follow me on Twitter at MLB Injury Guru, where I tweet out injury updates during the course of the year, at the end of the year, and off season as well. And I also have a weekly article that comes out on Rotoballer discussing all the player injuries and the next player up. All right. Once again, I'm Ariel Cohen. You can read my work over at Fangraphs and over at Rotoballer. The ATC projections will be up on Fangraphs this coming Thursday, hopefully. That is the target date. So uh, by uh, this time next week, you will have ATC to sink your teeth in as you prepare for your fantasy drafts. All right. Once again, thanks so much to Matt Mervis for coming on the show and from all of us here at Beat the Shift. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Beat the Shift podcast presented by Fangress. Follow us on Twitter at beat underscore shift underscore pod.